welcome to the Daytime Confidential Podcast, brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. On today's show, Hope saves Kate and Ted on days, Shiloh is arrested on General Hospital, Victor's side effects increase on Young and the Restless, and there's ghosts on Bold and the Beautiful. All this and much more on today's show, so stay tuned. Mike Jubinville, welcome. Hello. Jillian Poe, welcome back. Hey, everyone. Well, we had a request for the first topic to the podcast to be. It came from Xander Dash on Twitter. He was like, the first topic needs to be the ghost on Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> Jillian? Well, listen here. We don't take shout outs and requests, but we'll do that for him for this time. Ciao. So he was talking about the Bold and Beautiful's ghost you know apparently hope decides because of the worst projected some glowworm nightlight type ghost that thomas inflicted on his son to make hope marry him right away this story like you know what is it July is the seventh month of the year. You know, before I was saying, months before I was like, B&B is on my list for being the worst soap. We're now in month seven and it still hasn't budged. The meter hasn't budged. And when I was just watching this and the rationale why Hope was marrying this boy and how fast she decided to marry him, I thought, well, you deserve him because you're stupid. But the rationale behind it, this storyline, all for months, all we've seen is Steffi, Hope, Liam, Brooke, Ridge, and a sprinkle of, of Flo. We've seen Flo, Wyatt, and then there's Thomas and the little boy. All those heavy hitters that they have on those shows, but that's who we've seen. That's who we've seen. That's who we've seen. You know, I've not been one, you know, I've always thought that it was cool, and I love the fact that Brad has had autonomy, but after this ghost thing, now listen carefully, I'm not saying for um, the network to, to pull control, however, I feel as though Angelica needs to have a little chit-chat with him, Angelica needs to tell him, you're going, I don't have control over you. But I'm going to tell you how it's going to T.I. is, how it's going to be. You're going to go on a six-month break. Because at this point, I feel as though Brad is burnt out. Ain't nothing wrong with you taking a little breaky break. He's done a tremendous job of being showrunner and head writer. Nothing wrong with Brad taking a break. Brad needs to take a break. She needs to tell him, you're going on a break. And the two that you have running things, because, you know... She, Shout out to Jacob Young because Jacob Young says other people are running things. Um, let me, I, you know, I'll look for their names later. They need to go on break too, and you need to figure out who's gonna be running this ship because the shit that you're doing is not good television. I can't take control of that show, but what I can do when it's time for contract renewals, I can start to rethink what the hell's going to go in your time slot. You can be on pop or your ass could be on CBS all access because this is complete bullshit because 
this storyline and this show has just been so raggedy. Like, you know, GH is GH. What I will say about GH, GH is GH has a bunch of new people on that you don't know, all these faces, all these Anglo-Saxons on here, and you're like, who are you? But at least they have something moving. They have storylines going on. They have different people on. It's the same people on BNB day in and day out with the same tired ass storyline that's just not giving you any heat. The summertime is when BNB used to thrive when I was growing up. BNB used to thrive. They would have the younger sec full circle and they would be in storylines that were adult esque or adult storylines and you know the adults would have steamy storylines B&B used to perfect the A, B, and C, D um, storyline I don't want nobody to tell me it's a 20 minute you know it's a 30 minute show because that's bullshit because like I said B&B used to perfect it when they had Amber doing all type of crazy shit trying to trap Rick um, when you had Usher on as Raymond and you're like oh my god Amber's baby could be this dark boy, this this you know, this black boy's baby right here. Well, not boy, but she Amber's baby could be black. You know what I'm saying? That that was the juicy storyline. And then you had her crazy cousin thrown in there, and then you had Amber's mama. They all tied in. I don't care about Hope's baby at this point. I don't care. That kid could come home for college and be like, "Hi, mom." I don't care anymore. It's just. I'm just really disappointed in Brad Bell with this. I mean, that ghost thing. At first, I was like, is Thomas about to inject his son in something when he's all looming over him? I'm like, oh, my God, the boy about to kill his son or something. Like, I'm thinking all types of things. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to, like, really shake shit up. When I saw that stupid ghost and then Hope's like, we need to be a family. I'm like, "Uh, what? What? Like, Brooke is speaking for the audience, in my opinion, when she is like, this is just too fast. Thomas is just, Thomas is not in love with my daughter. He's infatuated. And my daughter is like, Brooke don't want to say it, but she's like, my daughter is stupid. Like, Brooke want to say her child's stupid, but she don't want to say it. You know what I'm type of way? I'm like, this storyline is just horrendous. And I'm just sick and tired of it. And it's time for Brad Bell to get a little six-month reprieve, in my opinion. Like, and like I said, I'm not for Angelica pulling moves and saying, we taking over. I love that Brad has autonomy, but I would like for her to strongly recommend you need a break and you need to shake shit up. Or when it's renewal time for this a hair show, we may be double think, we may be rethinking shit. Mike, what were your thoughts of the ghostly presence? Well, I know that the response was that you're not supposed to laugh. Um, <laughs> it was as bad as the Darla Bubblehead that was speaking to Allie, as much as I kind of adored the Darla Bubblehead. But let's be serious here for just a second. I, I can get with the villainous Thomas, and I can get with him trying to do things to manipulate a certain situation because he has a history of being unbalanced. But we also saw Pearson Foday's version of Thomas, who was quite balanced and seemed fairly to fit in with the the group and worked and and all that other stuff. So now we've gone backwards with Thomas, and I agree with Jillian. I think that there is not one positive comment on any thread 
any social media for anything that is happening on this show. Usually there's some conflict among fans. There is no conflict with no. any of the fans with anything. Nobody is liking anything that they're watching. So that means that there's a problem. Uh, I have tried to open my brain a little bit to a lot of this stuff, but the fact that Hope is so willingly – this is not Hope. Hope is not this stupid. No, no. Uh, Bold and the Beautiful, a lot of soaps – all the soaps have people that work for a living, but we don't always see people go to work. B&B and Y&R have long histories of things – that happen in the workplace. Steffi is not working. She's co-CEO of Forrester. Hope is not working because she can't cope with daily life. That means she has a problem. Uh, so there's nothing happening at Forrester. Quinn, where is Quinn? Quinn should be all up in this. Bill, you're talking about potential problems with his grandchild. I mean, let's be There is no big umbrella. This baby story could be a big umbrella that yes includes all of the cast because the cast let's face it it's not that big but it's just not and xander right now has become as bad as uh, i don't give a shit about that kid i don't i don't either i'm just saying Mm -mm. if you're gonna sit there and argue three of the five days a week the same argument then you're not doing anything either, and you are just as bad as Flo, and you are just as bad as Zoe. Well, Zoe's a useless character. Let's talk about a show where there is a lot going on, which is Days of Our Lives. Uh, Claire got arrested, put was put in the hospital, and now she's been shipped off to get mental help. Uh, Mike, I know your TV tends to be um, configured differently than ours, but it was an interesting culmination. What did you think? It was interesting, but as much as I like Claire being a menacing, uh, kind of jealous and a troublemaker, I thought the Sierra in the cabin for the third time was a little bit much. Uh, I know that they had to take whatever reason this actress was going to be taken out out of the picture for a while so i don't know that riding the rails right into crazy town was the best way to do it um i know that they built it up to make it look like that but she could have just stayed a jealous person and had sean and bell come home and take her back to hong kong or wherever they're living now uh so it was a little bit of a anti-climax for me Okay, Jillian, what are you thinking about crazy? Claire? I didn't, I didn't mind it. It made Claire spicy. Um, I saw why they had to bring her back to the cabin. It was the scene of everything, so everything had to play out. Um, I wish they would have, if they had done this. I wish Ron had linked it to Marlena seeing the signs and everything, and she linked it to her sister Sammy. Big Sammy, who little Sammy's name after, and she was a little bad shit crazy. I wish they would have linked it back to that or something. They, you know, there's a little pattern in that family. You know, you have a history, unlike, you know, no shade. Well, no, it ain't shade, it's the truth. Um, unlike, I mean, with the Hortons, with the DID thing with Abby, they tried to link it to her grandmother, but that's not what DID is composed of. But with, um, 
with Claire, you have it linked to her grand aunt being a little batshit crazy. It could have leaped over a generation, i.e. Belle, and get into, into Claire. So have no problem with it. Um, I just wish that would have played out a little bit more and we would have seen what is what. I mean, budget cuts are a must over at Days of Our Lives. So she was one of the people that had to get the act. So, you know, here's hoping that they come up with an intricate and savvy way to, like, generate money so they could have so they could have revenue. I mean, I was talking to someone about it and I'm like, you know, um, we used to, you know, I would clown the hell out of Nathan Varney and GH for the Shriners, 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 Shriners. But that brought in money for them. Ken Corday needs to take a page from that show and figure out how to generate revenue. I mean, we clown the Wonton Ferry, we clown the uh, period paints that um, big. Uh, Ariana had when um, Lindsay uh, Lindsay Hartley was on. Days needs to bring that back around. Like Ken can't just keep. I understand that he's under budget constraints, but this is when you get creative. Now you need to reach out to some people, and if you gotta pimp some organizations or something, do it so you can bring in that revenue so you can have a show. Well, the cellar below the Demera Mansion is getting more action than John and Marlena are on screen in terms of the uh, romance and love. What are you guys thinking of how um, Ted and Kate played out and then Hope finally discovering them? Jillian? Well, that was Cope's man. I mean, not Hope's man. That was uh, Kate's man first. I mean, I'm kind of like, I like the fact that Kate still has her disdain for him because of what he did to Will and Sonny. I just, you know, I find it ironic. Hope is Miss Morals, but she tends to gloss over that. Like, someone needs to call her out about that. So, you know, I'm glad that they found people, you know, that they've been found out. And I just want to see where this is going to, like, where this is going to lead right about now. Mike, what about you? I kind of felt like when I was watching this, there was parts of my, my my watching that I was like, what is Ted still doing? <laughs> Why is Ted so deep in this? And then uh, Kate, uh, Jillian, I think you've always been saying, Kate is the smart one here. She has the number down for everybody. She has Kristen uh, figured out. She has the red dress figured out. She has the, the whole thing with Ted. Um, I, I kind of like that they're, it seems like hopefully they're rebuilding hope. Uh, she's not police commissioner and she got her brain back and she started to put things together with Xander and Ted and, um, she grabbed that low hanging fruit and yanked on it and got into there. And I just, it's necessary for hope to to be smart people need to start liking hope again. not only but, that but hope but i love that kate just dragged hope with ted because that's exactly what she should do well not only that hope hope needs to not be tunnel vision she needs to be called out for her blatant uh tunnel vision so in my you know it was it, you know i'm called spade a spade it is stupid to have a hoe running the you know, Salem PD, like, I guess Ron's trying to be funny with that. You know, the criminals running the, you know, the inmates running the asylum. You got the criminals running the police department, whatever. Fine. Hope needed to be taken 
they should have had someone else in charge. Hope needed that job to be snatched from her because she was abusing power. She, I wish they would have had a come a moment where she, you know, where everybody, even her family, let her know, bitch, you were abusing your power and you needed to chill. And I feel as though Hope needs to be brought into the families more. Like Hope is a little islanded. Hope, you know, when Caroline died, you know. Hope popped her head for a minute and then went to Victor. Hope needs to be brought back in with things. She is, Mar- you know, her and Marlena were tight. She should be like John and Hope should John Hope and Marlena should be at the forefront, like getting Eve's ass back. That's their grandchild. She, right, you know- and, and Hope was gone. I mean, you bring that up, but Hope was gone for the wedding. She wasn't around when Marlena was in the hospital. She, right. This is like a pattern with her character right so i don't know what's going on there but you know if there's some shenanigans i don't know anything i'm just saying if there's some shenanigans behind the scene ken corday needs to crack well fuck ken uh no shade to ken but greg ming seems like he's cracking that whip greg ming needs to crack that whip and say all right let's get information like put the bull like let's cut the bullshit like hope needs to be integrated she like her and John are aces, huh? John should be riding shotgun together to nail Eve for the shit. Like, um, she should be right there with, um, with, you know, Eli and busting things up. Like, she needs to be with her family more. She's so islanded with the Bradys. It's like crazy. Like, when she found out about Rafe, she was just like, oh. I'm like, are you for real? Like, did you not love Rafe? What's the problem? Like, she should be dragging Rafe, even though they broke up. You know, that's the pattern with Rafe. We're on a break here, you know. Like, he's <laughs> Ross from Friends. Even though that's the case, Hope still should drag the fuck out of Rafe. Last time it was Sammy. This time it's Carrie. Which Brady bitch is it going to be next? Like, what is it with you? Like, I like when they had Eric say it to him, like, you going through the family tree. Hope should have said that to him. Like, they, she needs to be integrated more. I don't know what's going on. If Kristen Alfonso, like I said, I'm not accusing anyone, but it's like Mike said, it's glaringly obvious she's islanded. If there's some bullshit going on behind the scenes, they need to crack the whip and tell everybody get it together. Because At least Julie so- would be hip to that stuff and tell her snap her out yes like if you're not gonna have hope do it have someone else closer to point it out you know what i'm saying like again this is an ensemble they need to pull it together everybody needs to work together to bring the show to get the show flowing and to close hope as close as hope and jennifer are i did appreciate that they had some talk time a couple weeks ago uh but i still feel like Hope should be more involved in Jennifer and Jack. Like she should yeah. be all up in trying to figure out what Jack and Eve are up to. Not that's even Eve so much, but Jack. She that's should why be working said, on Jack. Yeah. That's why I said John, you know, Marlena, John, and Hope should be working together to nail Eve. And in a part as a part of that process, she's trying to nail Eve not only for what she did to Claire and what Claire caused with Sierra, but she should also be wondering what the hell does she have over on Jack? Like what you know, she should be working for her trying to get her cousin's man back also. And she just it's like Hope just seems so islanded and you know, just seems a little selfish. If it don't involve her kids, she doesn't give a shit. My favorite right. part about Days of Our Lives right now is Stephan and Gabby 
Gabby the Stallion, baby. Love it. Oh, they have so much chemistry. I love Brandon Barash in this role. And the two just ignite my TV. They are the thing that I look forward to most. They are w- they have way more chemistry than Sierra and Ben. And it's just everywhere on their screen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Julie this last week when she yeah. had to throw cold <laughs> water on them. Even, the, even that was hot. I mean, they are amazing. Mike, what are you hey, thinking oh. of how they, that is, oh, is but, playing oh, out? But, oh. I love that. They're, they're, uh, the fact that Gabby set out to do this as a, a plot to... And starting to fall for her mark. <laughs> yeah, and then he is as well. And I yes. love that moment a, a few weeks ago when she was standing in front of that portrait saying, I'm going to be queen of the Demera Mansion. This is what's yes. going um, And oh. th- you know it's going to happen. And I think that's where Gabby always belonged once Abigail and Chad vacated the premises. So I am on board with this. I think they are fun. They're devious. Uh, I don't need them to yes. try to change each other. Yes. This is just, and they're young. So it's like, go for it. Yeah, totally. This I'm is what I've always said that Valentine and Nina should have been like. I'm not saying for Nina to be like going after her, like to trick him into something, but they should be the gruesome twosome, the outcasts of town and people should be afraid of them and that is what Gabby and Stefan are and I love it they're unapologetic about it Gabby is like I don't care like Gabby was like I don't care that big Julie saw me about to get busy on this desk maybe if she got busy with Doug on the desk she wouldn't be uppity and uptight like she (laughs) does not care I love it I love the fact that they're going there and like you know you see that you know he is falling for Gabby and Gabby even though she, you know, she's falling for him. Gabby still has a goal in mind, and that's to destroy him. And I love it. I, you know, she needs someone under her wing. And I see that Kate is going to, like, I love the fact that they still, even though Gabby did Kate dirty, and Gabby was, like, out of pocket with the shit that she was doing. Well, I don't think Gabby was out of pocket with fucking stupid-ass Abigail. I felt as though that was justified. Some Anglo-Saxons on Twitter didn't find that funny, but that's their business. <laughs> I like that, Gab- you know, even though Gabby, like, went after Kate, they still have that relationship. And it's almost as if Kate is, like, mentoring her. I love it, you know. We ain't seen Sammy say goodbye. I would have liked for Sammy to have a drive-by and be like, Grasshopper, you're learning. You know what I'm saying? For us to have a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, and you realize Sammy is in on it, and Sammy is like, I don't care. Like, Sammy is, like, kind of grooming that broad. Like, but whatevs. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking of Shiloh on General Hospital, Jillian? Oh, God. Shiloh Baptist. Shiloh, 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 Shiloh. Ciao. Well, fuck all that first. I was a little shooketh when I see Robert as the DA when they were like DA Scorpio. I said, I'm liking the Scorpio no, brothers in no, town. Uh-uh. No, no. Let me finish. No, no. No one's that's not what I'm saying. See, you always do that. I said I was just I was shocked about Robert being the DA. You leap into something else. That's not what I said. I said I am shocked that Robert is the DA. I was like, you know, I, I get out of soap world. For obvious reasons that I announced on Twitter. If you don't know, well, that's your business. You got to go scroll back. Um, I was like, what the hell? 
and when someone was like, yeah, he went to law school, passed it in one day, and he <laughs> went, he he took it with Cuomo. I said, what type of, no, this is the type of retcon bullshit that annoys me. If you're going to have, see, you said you don't mind the Scorpio brothers being in town. Let me give you history, because obviously Shelly is ignoring what history again. Back in the day when Robert was the commissioner and they had Anna in town, they didn't have Anna being super spy no more. What did they have her being? They had Robert as the commissioner. They had Anna as the chief of police. And then they had uh, they had Frisco as a detective. They can still do that. Right. Um, Matt could be the commish. Robert could be the chief of police. And then when Anna comes back, she could be a liaison like how she was before. Him being the DA, I was like, this is just some dumb shit here. Like, it's not cute. It's not funny. I don't like it. You're retconning history again. If you needed a DA in there, you could have had Lex as a DA in there. Or you could have Scott Baldwin be the DA in there again. You could have Scott being a smart DA instead of having a DA being a dumbass. Because every time they put a DA in place, they always have the DA being a dumbass. So I'm so that's why I'm not liking it for Robert because I'm like, eventually they're gonna have Robert, they're gonna dumb, they're gonna dumb him down to you know, they're gonna dumb them down to for their sunny agenda, and I'm not gonna be here for that. So that's why I'm not liking that. If you want Robert to be in the hot seat in or in the PCPD, he could have been the chief of police. Him being the DA was dumb and the 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 excuse was stupid as fuck. Shiloh, I'm glad they nailed they nailed Shiloh Baptist because I'm not I'm not feeling him. I'm not I've never felt Shiloh like we're totally getting a who killed Shiloh storyline coming up. Uh, Everybody and their mother has a motive now. Killed Shiloh. I, I'm saying it now. Monica did it. Monica did it. <laughs> no, who cares? Like I don't care. Like Shiloh can go. I'm glad they got him off the streets. You're just Ick. Go, 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 Mike, go, 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 go. What yeah, are they your took thoughts? The, the direction. Well, they took the direction that could have been interesting with Shiloh and they completely trashed it. Now he's just like a guy who buys drugs so that he can get women and it's just creepy and Ooh. weird. And um, then he killed Harmony's husband. And uh, I, I want to go back. I mean, that's how I feel about it. Whatever. Yes. He doesn't have an attachment to Drew, which is where go. they started with the whole story. So go. whatever they were doing has just gone off the rails somewhere. Yes, but did. I agree with you with, about Robert. I mean, I didn't really think much about him being the DA at first uh, with the excuse that they came up with. But the more you just actually talked about it, I started thinking DAs become logical. They become one line thinkers. They think that somebody's always guilty because they're always looking to prosecute. So Robert, who's always, I thought, been fairly fair, even though he can be a little bit of a prick sometimes, right. um, I he will lose his... He's going to lose it. You mark he's my going to be, Yeah, he's going to lose that, uh, what do you call that, when you're kind of in the middle, you're Switzerland, and you you try to be logical. Neutrality. And neutrality. Yeah, now, the neutrality. Yeah, he's going to lose yeah. his neutrality. He's just going to become that guy that's like, oh, you're guilty. One and we're gonna, yes. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be one note, and that's what I'm saying here. Uh, that's what I mean about that. They do that all the time, and they do that when they have somebody 
and um, the position as police chief because Mac used to have that neutrality. And then over the years under Bob Guza, y'all know I rocks and fucks with Guza, but Guza had him tunnel vision. And I, I, I don't, and he lost all of his Mac. No one knows that Mac used to be a mercenary. New people won't know that. They'll be like, what? Mercer who? They no, Mac used to be the man back in the day, but Booza Guza snipped his balls off. That's what I'm afraid of with Robert Scorpio. Robert Scorpio was neutral. They're gonna have him tunnel vision, and I am that's why I'm not feeling that. And so. here's the thing: you don't have to try to pigeonhole Robert into a, a job. Robert is fucking Robert Scorpio, for God's sakes. Thank you. You know what I mean? He's just is like Anna. They're there. They don't have to be squeeze into a little box that says okay you can be da now they could, they could be you know i feel as though they did that so they could have him do more but in my opinion that just has him pigeonholed he as being a an agent that has him in my opinion that has him and anna freer in that in that role like they can be working with the police department or they can be working with sunny and them they can well, be working with whomever like it gave them a little bit more freedom to move about the cast boy and, laura is the mayor she could use him for whatever they could have right. some sort of relationship that way right but One- uh, whatever one last oh general God. hospital thing before we move on to the young and the restless. What are you guys thinking or what do you guys think of Fritz's wedding reception, Jillian? Fritz. Who the hell is oh, Fritz? Fritz. <laughs> Frizz. 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 I'm th- I always get Frizz and Fritz from <laughs> oh. Scandal mixed up. Scandal uh, gone, babe. Uh, uh, Jillian, um, what did you think of their wedding reception? I'm surprised you did not come with the big boom at the wedding reception, your girl being back. I'll talk about that. Ah, ah, nothing. I'll talk about it. Um, the wedding reception was cute. You know, I like Frizz. Uh, so it was cool. Obrick going overboard. I'm like, bitch, you needed to go overboard. You, you, cause you overboard. I thought that was irony right there. Hayden being dramatic, bringing her ass there. I'm like the million dollar question, like Finn all brooding. I'm like, you're not going to ask about your son. I know she said, or your kid. I know she said the kid died, but we know Hayden's a damn liar. You're not going to ask nothing. You're just, y'all just doing these brooding looks and stuff. What is up with her and Jax? Fuck the wedding. We need to talk about. We were talking about Shiloh. You got to talk about Kim going off the rails. Like, I thought that was. I I said, you know, in this Me Too era, y'all really playing with this. And I love the fact that Julian spoke for me, in my opinion. Never thought the whispering mobster would speak for me when Julian busted her and was like, when she tried to explain it, Julian was like, so. If this was the other way around, which, what would you have said about that if he had drugged you and was getting ready to have sex with you without your consent? I'm like, ooh, Jesus, thank you. Like, I, I thought that was kind of gross. I mean, I, you know, I guess they're trying to show that Kim is out of control and whatever, but I was, I, I still thought that was kind of gross. I still thought that was gross. You know what I flash back to, stuff. Mike? I fl- flash back to Julia on uh, um, As the World Turns. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, she was nuts anyway. Um, and she was obsessed. This isn't what Kim's issue is. Kim is not like this. So no, I, I think it was a step that didn't need to be taken. No. But Kim I'm is, glad that they intervened before it got too right. far. Kim is horrible. Like, we see the pain in Kim that she's horribly grieving. And I thought, you know, I understand what y'all are trying to do, but don't don't go there. And I thought, y'all biting from YNR? Like, 
Shelly wasn't there when this was going down, but you biting from YNR. Um, when Chloe tried to yep. get pregnant with Delia, get pregnant with Billy again with Delia, and then you ended up having Bella, and then no, like I'm like you stealing from shows and ain't even getting it right. I'm like, mm, God, but I'm glad that they stopped, and I'm glad you know. I will give them this. I'm glad that a man stepped in and a man said to Kim, if this was Drew doing this to you, what would you have, what, you know, what would you have thought? Like, cause it's basically the same thing. It's just in reverse. I'm glad that he pointed out if this was a man that did this to you, this, you know, this wouldn't have fly. And I'm, I'm glad that that happened because I, ugh, that just did not need to go there. Like they should have just had a moment where she tried to seduce um, him and he was just like, girl, listen. Not during we, that wedding reception. No, not the wedding reception. They should have <laughs> just had a moment in time later on down the road where she tried to seduce him and he just shut her down and she just realizes how cuckoo she's being. Ugh, I just was not feeling that. But side note, you, you saw Billy Miller chest assist. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we see who be hitting the gym. <laughs> Mike Victor, he's he's having some side effects on the young and the restless, and they're starting to show more and more publicly. And now Jack is even catching on. What do you? I loved of- how Jack just sidled up to him and wanted to talk with him. I think um, I like this. It's okay. Uh, I know that you know Victor likes to be the strong guy, always in control. Um, and I I also understand that he took this risk because it will be for the greater good for Victor. Um, I liked that Victor real, I mean, when him, he was having lunch with Nikki and he forgot something, but later when Jack went over to him, he played that. I thought he did a really good job of navigating stuff that he knew to be true rather than say something that would make him look like he forgot something in front of Jack. So that whole interaction was was good because as much as Jack and Victor dislike each other and go for each other's throats, I think there's like an underlying respect between the two. And if something actually happened to Victor, Jack might be a little bit sad, but he would never admit it. So I Jack, think it's good. I think at the Jack, end, Victor will come out ahead in the yeah, end of this. But, I feel as though Jack, I think, you know, this is the difference between the two. Like, you know, Victor, Victor would use Jack's whatever against Jack. Unless Nikki steps in and say, you do that shit and it's going, you're going to be sleeping with Zapato, Zagundo, whatever one of them dogs name now. Um, Jack has always been like that, though. Like, if there's something wrong with Victor, the compassion in Jack comes out. So I have no. His his best favorite play toy would not be around anymore. Yeah. And And it's it's the compassion in him, too. That's Uh what that's what separates the two. So I'm cool with that. Um. We just need to, you know, I see what they're doing. They're trying to make, you know, trying to show Victor vulnerable. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, you know, and it's also given a moment for Victor to be like, to show the kids, y'all gonna have to work together or, and them kids are like, fuck that. We ain't working shit together. Like, um, you know, in my opinion, like things have flipped. Adam is still stank ass Adam. He's still selfish. That's still in his pathos. Things have flipped with Victoria. Normally, Nick is the one who will try to write a cut you a check and make you disappear. 
Mm-hmm. That's Nick. Victoria's like, I ain't cutting shit, and she coming for your neck. The roles have flipped. Victoria being stupid and being tunnel vision about Newman gave that boy money, which gave him, gave Adam the license to go after Nick guns blazing and Nick is like I Nick is pissed and Nick is like I'm coming for your jugular like Nick is starting to become in my opinion Nick is starting to slowly get traits that he has always hated his father having having Ray on his payroll and going after Adam and trying to see what he could dig up and you know to use against Adam because I feel as though once you you know awoke that beast up which was Nick's Achilles heel is his kids once you woke that beast up Nick just became ruthless you know some people I see on people online they're like Nick would never buy, you know, they're doing that whole stupid Joshua Morrow thing again, thinking that Joshua Morrow is the one that came up with the storyline. I'm like, do y'all just don't want to, y'all just have these conspiracy theories. Do y'all not, do y'all just hate Josh and y'all just want to, not our Josh, because I wish one of y'all would try to come for my Josh. And y'all ain't coming for Bud. Um, <laughs> do y'all just have, like, y'all just say that y'all have issues with Joshua Morrow. It's been pointed out that this man has not, he's not the one that came up with Dark Horse. I've said that several times. Eric Braden has come out and said that Mal Young wanted to push him out. That is where Dark Horse and that is where Nick going after Victor has come from. If that was the case, I would think that Joshua Morrow would not use Dark Horse. We all know that Eric Braden has said that he has never... Eric Braden has said this in multiple interviews and has has Melody Thomas Scott. Melody Thomas Scott has said she has wanted a storyline where the Newmans lost their power and had to rebuild. She has admitted that Eric Braden is like, no, hell no, I ain't trying to be poor. Uh-uh. <laughs> she has said that Eric is like, nope, he wants the power. Like Vic, um, Eric has said... Victor without his power, without his money, uh-uh. So you've always seen it's either one or the other. Victor loses his family, and then he has to work to get them back, or he'll lose Newman for like a millisecond, and then you see Victor, why he named himself Victor Newman. I think if Joshua wanted to be to, you know, if he had all that power, he would go after the thing that Eric covets, and that's Victor having the power. Dark Horse ain't doing that. So it just frustrates me when people, you know, go with that. I feel as though they're trying to make, we've all said for years that we need Nick to have some balls. Nick is finally starting to have balls, but y'all are complaint. It's like, I feel as though it's like, for Y&R, it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, But Dark Horse didn't make sense for Nick, no, but this no. makes sense for Nick. This no. works for Nick. Nick, like you said, his, his Achilles heel has always been his children, so now he does not want to lose Christian, and that is oh. enough to make it work. Victor kicked over the hornet's nest with uh, with Christian, and we saw how far yep. he went. And then Adam's yep. coming back. Adam, but and for you know, for Nick, in my opinion, from Nick's view, if you look at it, 
Adam has not bonded with this child. Adam was the one who told Sage, I know that Christian is mine. You and Nick can raise him, see fit, blah, blah, blah. So for him to come back and be like, well, I want this child. Nick is like, bitch, what do you say? Like, what? Like, my son is not hack. You know, this ain't a game of hacky sack. You're not going to be playing touch football with this kid's life here. And Nick is like defending and protecting his protecting his interests. And I have no qualms with that. Nick, you know, when you mess with Nick's kids, Nick is like, that's what, that's really shook the table, so to speak, for him. So I have no problems with that. Right, and brother versus brother is classic soap exactly. opera. Exactly. It's not over a woman now. Well, right. now it is. They, didn't, they brought Chelsea back in the mix. Before, it's, you know, it was, they were fighting over their father's love. They were kind of fighting over Newman. Then, you know, they were fighting over a woman. Now it's like we're fighting over this kid. You don't want this kid. I do. And Adam is like, I want to know my kid and you're being a douche. And now it's heating up because Chelsea has come back. So, you know, why not? It's interesting with that. I do feel as though, you know, you're going to get Adam fatigue. I like I'm, getting, I'm getting Adam fatigue. Yeah, I totally See? understand. The two or three days this week that he wasn't on was almost like a brain relief for me when I was watching I it, but I didn't realize it was a brain relief yeah, until he came shock- back. Yeah, and then when he came back, I was like, oh, yeah. that, that Josh has a shiny new toy <laughs> now. Josh and... Josh and Angelica have a shiny new toy now. So, and Steve Kent, and I'm like, what y'all, y'all do this all the time when you get something that fans love instead of still integrating it and weaving it into the cast slowly. They feel as though, what do you guys feel of Mark Grossman? Oh, we love him as Adam. They feel as though, okay, so then they love him. So, five days a week, y'all are going to make people have Adam fatigue and get tired of that character. Don't do that. And they're going to start to turn against y'all. Know how them YNR fans are. Y'all know how y'all do. <laughs> they're going to start to turn. They're going to turn against. Um, they're going to start to turn against. Uh, the character and essentially because you know you have some people who can't separate character from actor they're going to start turning on that young man don't do that have him integrated in the cast or use your cast members this like I said with B&B with their summer they got the young people front and center but it's in a tired ass storyline you need to have your young people front and center too like what the hell is Anna they have a gorgeous girl on there you know why and i like to snatch and grab people from prime time or from some different division that isn't soap you have this gorgeous woman on there you're not using her they recasted finn when the fuck where's fed you know what i'm saying he should be (laughs) fan wrote one hit and he on tour like that blows my mind he should be front and center somewhere he should be in the mix with summer too like he should be with theo kyle lola summer yes all up in there and i think that even like uh um Anna should be in that group. She's young. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's no reason to to keep her out of the loop because she's black. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just, that's what it seems like sometimes when they always right. isolate the they, black they, characters from the rest of the people. I don't gone, understand that. I mean, they let the lesbians to, go in the straight group. I don't understand why. They've um, gone Anna back to that mantra. <laughs> they've gone back to that Maria Arena Bell school <sighs> of thought where you have to island the black characters over here. They've gone back to that bullshit. I thought for sure 
Josh, you know, you would think since Josh worked under her and fans and viewers used to read and drag them for this, you would think Josh would have been savvy. Hell, Josh was there when Mal had them on. You would think that they, he would be a little savvier, but it seems he's back to that shit again. Like, Devon should be interacting with other people, too. Elena should be interacting with people. They have Nate talking to Abby. I don't know what... And, and then to nothing. Like, he should be... You know, I see they have him here and there, I guess because he's a doctor, here and there with people, but he should be interacting with some people, too. Like, he should be checking Adam out and, you know, getting into Adam's head, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, he should be, you know, when Adam had his memory fart, he should have been checking him out. And, you know, you see Nate talking to him and da-da-da-da-da, and you think Adam... Adam thinks that, you know what, I have a friend in this town that has no, you know has no like preconceived notion about me but then you find out low key out of um he's feeding you know somehow victor got some dirt on nate and nate is like yo i can have my license yanked doing this shit man you know my mom's told me that you was ruthless but i didn't know that you was that cutthroat and you know you find out that Nate is like feeding information back to victor or something or hell you find out that nick is cutthroat. Nick is the one blackmailing Nate. And Nate's like, yo, I heard your pops was cutthroat, but I didn't know you had it in yeah, the use Use him as, uh, there's a lot of wealthy families that have a, uh, what I would call, quote unquote, a private doctor. A and I, and doctor. whenever yeah. you watch, yeah, whenever you watch like uh, uh, primetime shows, they're always like a little shifty, self-serving because they're greedy. And, you know, Real I think that Nate would be perfect for that. You know, you I can don't just- think. He doesn't you know, Nate, need to be a practicing doctor in a hospital. He can just be their doctor around when they need him. Well, you know, he, Nate is like his mother, so that's like why I would the middle. I Nate is like his mother, so him being selfish about it would be a hmm. But you know, yeah, but he's got student loan debt, so we don't know that. I mean, well, you see his, you see who his play uncle, cousin, or whatever is Devon. I'm pretty sure Devon paid that off. But I'm saying, like, I get what you're saying. Like, Royal Pains was a huge hit on USA Network when they had talked when, when they dealt about concierge medicine. Like, you know, they don't barely use the hospital sets over there unless it's something major. And that's when you trot them out. Have Nate like be like a shrink and he's in private practice or something. And like, you know, he's talking to Adam and him and Adam forge a bond and stuff. And then you find out that Nick is blackmailing his ass because, you know, he'd be like, you know, you know, my mom told me my mom and my uncle told me that you were really cutthroat. You know, um, I just spoke to Malcolm and Malcolm told me that your pops was cutthroat and your sister was your dad and drag. But nobody told me that your <laughs> ass was like that. And for Nick to be like, when it comes to my kids, I'll fucking cut anybody down. Something like they just have them islanded. I don't like it. I like everything else on YNR. But once again, they got a new regime in. And Josh is doing the thing that his him and his old girl used to do. Maria Island, the black characters off. I'm not feeling that. It's Mike? a lot of things they could do around there and they're not doing it. Final thought, Mike. Oh, my final thought is I think Phyllis had the line of the week when she said the bug is finally squashed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was fun. Something. When the and see again, no shade to Gina Tonioni, but Michelle <laughs> Stafford and 
Laura Lee Bell, when they yeah. played off of each other, it was like time did not stop. They were just Correct. hitting that when they were going against each other. And she was like, you're just mad that you almost went to jail. And she was like, well, you suck. I'm like, that's so feel like they were just that was great. That was great. That was great time. And I loved it. Um, my final thought is B&B. Please get your shit together. I am not one to talk about network suits getting involved, but at this moment, I feel as though Angelica needs to scare Brad. She can't get like on- a ghost. Maybe he could put a ghost in his office. Chow, she, <laughs> what she needs to do is project a hologram in his office, do like something like the daytime lineup, and Brad be like, "Where's B and B?" And she be like, "Yeah, where is B and B? You keep this shit up." And I'm going to get rid of you. Like, you can kick rocks with the chancleta if you don't stop playing with this bullshit. Like, she needs to she needs to scare Brad enough so Brad Brad needs to take a break. Because this the storyline is just ridiculous. You know what uh, makes me mad about this whole situation, too? Brad was at a fan event, and Brad has admitted... In Brad has admitted in interviews and at the fan event that he knows fans, he's seen the comments, and he's heard that fans are pissed off about this storyline. But then he rebuttals, but it's a big payoff. What payoff? What payoff? There is no payoff. You're paying the only payoff you're having is pissing people off because Yeah, you when you roll have, things every two weeks, you don't get a payoff. Right. And you sideline your heavy hitters. Don Diamond pops. You have Don Diamond as a talk to. You have Heather fucking Tom as a talk to. When did Catherine Kelly Lang and Torsten K become the Greek chorus talking to these little nothing kids? I'm so you know, Quinn should Quinn crazy knows crazy. Quinn should detect that. Something ain't right with Thomas, and then you know, for Smitty, Fred, Tiggs, and them, where is Taylor Hayes? Taylor Hayes should be up and down in this shit. Nothing like they have so many things that they can pull from, and it's just as though it's like Brad is thumbing his nose, and it's just, ooh, it's just driving me crazy. He has potential to turn this around, and he won't. On that note, we would encourage you to comment on this episode at DaytimeConfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash DC Confidential. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DC Confidential. You can find Jillian on Twitter at Jillian Bow. Mike is at MPJ24. And I am at Luke underscore Kerr. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. So long. Watch out for projectile castles. <laughs>